Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Good morning and welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. Today is episode, you ready for this? Episode 40. We're at 40 episodes. I can't even believe it. How exciting. And what better guest to have as our 40th episode than the very exciting and fun Caress Fitch. She goes by she, they. Well, she, they goes by she, they. The kinky health coach. Caress is a holistic somatic health coach from Seattle by way of Texas. She's a proud black, queer, disabled, non-monogamous leather girl who believes that everyone is entitled to wellness without socially constructed barriers and expectations. This kitten, Switch, is known for both the velvet gentleness of her voice, which is absolutely true, and her keen ability to break down tough topics, especially when she's teaching about autonomy exchange or open relationship dynamics. In her day job, Caress works at the intersection of chronic conditions and BDSM, helping neurodiverse, disabled, and queer people achieve their highest visions for their health, wellness, and pleasure. You can connect with Caress through her website at mindfulpassions.co, and I will have that link and other links in the show notes. I think this is such an important conversation. We don't often talk about BDSM and self-care at the same time. I personally have never thought about thinking of my self-care in terms of sort of my BDSM preferences or or personality. And I think that it was really eye-opening for me to just kind of have her break down what that might look like for me. So it was just, I I think, very freeing and eye-opening for me. So I hope you enjoy me being the guinea pig for you and being vulnerable with her so that you can all learn a little bit of how this process works. It was a really, just a really enjoyable call, and I just felt like there was so many aha moments for me. So I hope that you really enjoy it. Put on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride, because this is this is going to be a good one. We'll be right back. Do I have an exciting opportunity for all of you? Those of you who live near Toronto, this might be just the experience you've been waiting for. Have you considered trying the lifestyle, going to a sex club, or experiencing that kind of thing, but are nervous and don't know where to start? Well, I have something exciting for you. 
my Empowered Lifestyle Newcomers VIP experience is back, and I would love for you to come and sign up. The link to sign up for this experience will be in the show notes. You can also find it in my bio on Instagram if you uh, are on my Instagram, if you follow me there. But you must sign up on this website in order to get your tickets. But it's a night of exploration and fun. It's a chance to dip your toes into a new world that offers unlimited possibilities. Sometimes they can be really scary with so many unknowns, but this is why I've created this Empowered Lifestyle Newcomers VIP experience. And it's so important to have a place where you can do this safely. So you might be thinking, what do I wear? Will I know anyone? What happens at these clubs? I'm so nervous. Well, don't worry. All these questions will be answered. This night is about having fun and making amazing new connections, all while feeling very safe and grounded. You don't have to sit by yourself and wonder who you should talk to or what the etiquette is in these situations, because we'll cover all of that. And you won't feel alone in this process. In fact, you will leave having made so many new connections and friendships that you'll wonder why it took you so long to try it out. Are you a single man but don't want to be that guy whenever you go to the club? Well, this night will also enlighten you and help make connections that will shift how you are perceived and how you interact. So this is for couples, for single women, for single gentlemen. All of the above are welcome. So check out the link. I will be there to hold your hand the whole time and talk with you. We have a special VIP section to sit in. We've got bottle service. We have some icebreakers. We get to party at the club and just have a great time. So go to the link and find out what this is all about. I'd love to have you join me. On April 21st at the X Club in Toronto. I hope to see you there. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everyone. We are back again for another amazing conversation. This is Breaking Free Authentically. And today my guest is Caress. And she is so fun. (laughs) We've had such a great conversation. (laughs) I almost forgot to press record and now we're running out of time. So we are going to get right to it (laughs) because I don't want to miss anything juicy that we're going to talk about. And I've purposely not asked her very much about what she does. I've given her just a slew of information about me. So now she gets to spill the dirt. (laughs) So, (laughs) Karas, tell us a little bit about you and what you do, because it is pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. It is an honor to be here. I am Caress Fitch, also known as the Kinky Health Coach. And that tells you a lot about me right there. I'm a health coach, wellness coach, technically, and I serve people in the kink spaces, not just people in kink spaces, people who are kink interested or curious. Awesome. I've got things for you too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The kink world is... uh... It's either people turn the other way completely or they're all in 
Or they're just sitting like, oh, these people are weird or <laughs> they're just not sure that about really it. really happens. Yeah, they're not really sure. And so to really pique people's interest and curiosity, I'm looking at self-care nice. through a BDSM lens. Because like most that. people aren't going to combine kink and self-care because why? Most people have no idea. Well, and I think that a lot of times we're busy uh, pathologizing kink Uh and why people need kink. And I think like we can be aware of our trauma. We can be aware of our tendencies and things like that. And then recognize that sometimes kink can be a safe place to just let go and be in that the safety of what your trauma has created in you and and enjoy a different place in your body, enjoy a different sensation, a different way of being to other people. And often there's something from your past that has brought you to that place. Um, but like we could choose to fight our trauma or we can just embrace it and, and enjoy the uniqueness of what our experiences right. have created in us, I think. And so exactly, it doesn't mean we and stop working on the, on the no, the we, healing. we don't stop working on it. What we do, though, is we create intentional spaces yes. and in, intentional relationships that are based on consent mm-hmm. and communication and having solid boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that creates this amazing level of safety mm-hmm. and connectedness, whether you've experienced trauma or not. Because who doesn't need more intentional, consensual connection in their life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're using my magic words. So if you haven't listened to many episodes, like my big thing, I I say to everyone, I say, you know, everybody says that the most important thing in a relationship is communication. And I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not feel connected and you do not feel safe, Try having a conversation. It ain't happening. <laughs> it's it, not gonna happen. You and can't it does, communicate. You're not gonna get the results that you want. You're gonna be saying the right things without the right For motive. The wrong reasons. Yes. Thank you. Preach, girl. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, it. I think it's just devastating. Everybody's spending time, and people's like, "I want to learn the words to say, and I want to know what to." Do. It's not about the words. It's about no. how safe do the you words feel? can be all wrong. But if I'm feeling connected to you and I can see that you're trying and that you're holding doing everything you can to keep a safe space for me, it's gonna work out. It'll be okay. We yeah. can have that awkward conversation and Absolutely. it'll still be fun. Absolutely. And and here's the thing: like, I let's address this real quick is like. Can you feel safe with someone else if you haven't learned how to create safety for yourself? Bingo. Mm -hmm. Bingo. And that (laughs) brings us to the fact that self-care is all about that relationship that you have with yourself. Right? Yes, we are on the same page here. Yes. So do you trust and do you feel connected to yourself? This is what self-care is about. Self-care is also those things that we do to nurture ourselves and prepare us for the next adventures that we have in our life Mm -hmm. so that we can show up in the way that we want to show up. Yeah. It's so much bigger than what we think. Like Mm 
I remember even mm, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, Mm -hmm. I went through a major depression and uh, total burnout. And it was a really, really big turning point in my life. Um, And it was just right before COVID. And I remember I went to a counselor for the first time ever. um, And kudos. Yeah. And we were talking about like, I just couldn't even say the word self-care or or self. Yeah, self-care. It was such a selfish thing. I was like, I don't want to use that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't. I just, I was like, the only example in my mind that I had is of someone taking care of themselves to the exclusion of everyone around them. Right. That right. felt we selfish get hedonism. We Yes, we get selfishness uh, through that, that uh, hedonic obsession confused with genuine self-care yes. because genuine self-care is not all about rose scented bubble baths and pedicures. Beautiful. Genuine I say that self-care. All yes. Genuine it's self-care not, I don't even oftentimes like doing the hard bubble things. Baths. I don't like bubble baths. Right. It never spoke to me. <laughs> it was no. like, that's so much work, no. but can I, can I tell work. you how I reframed it? Because this might be really valuable to people. Is like awesome. Yes, I changed the word self care because we recognized that I was really having a struggle with that word, um, but I was very aware of energy and I understood mm-hmm. energy levels and how energy because I had just been to a tantric um, workshop and that was so powerful for me. And I'll reiterate this because it's so important. I said it in another podcast, but I just want people to hear this again. So some people will take your energy and like you call them en- energy vampires and they just like suck all your energy and then you're left drained. Yep. And then some people don't want your energy, but you give it to them anyways in an effort to connect mm-hmm. and yet they're not consenting to receiving it. <laughs> So you That's give them, right? You give them your energy, but it goes around them. So you are now depleted yep. of your energy. They don't have any extra because they haven't taken in any energy. So they're not giving back any energy. So you're left mm-hmm. with no energy, even though you're doing a good thing. And then you have the people who are taking in your energy and giving back. And it's a reciprocal thing. And when I recognized that, yes. I was like, oh. That was life-changing for me because um, my tantric instructor said that I was energetically rude. And I was like, what? She goes, don't worry. (laughs) Someone called me energetically rude before. Let me explain. She goes, (laughs) she goes, it means you give your energy to people without consent. And I was like, oh my God. Like I hadn't ever thought of it that way. And I thought my poor ex-husband has been no wonder he just wants to crawl into a hole and get away from me. He just does not want my energy he's not ready for my energy it's not and i was just like always just like trying to get closer and uh, anyways we're just not a good fit for each other which is why we're exes but we still get along whatever but that was a huge monumental day for me when i understood this energy so what we did is we changed the word self-care to energy care and i could I clearly that. understand that my phone no longer works if i don't plug it in There's no energy left. Mm -hmm. I could clearly understand that when you're out of energy, you've got nothing left to give. 
So if you're not managing your energy and taking care of your energy, then you will not have any energy for yourself or for others. And that made all the difference for me. And now I have no trouble with the word self-care, but I had to reframe it that way. So anybody who's previously religious, who's maybe been told that that's selfish and you've got to turn the other cheek all the time, I'm here to tell you it's okay. Switch it to energy care because that makes so much sense. So take it away, Chris, because um, you are going to tell us how to again, shift this mindset of what energy or care or self-care might look like. And I love, I love, love, love how you're using kink and BDSM as self-care because how awesome is that? It is absolutely awesome. And the way you manage your energy, your maintenance cycles, as those of us with a computational bent might call them, is the way you do most things in your life. Mm. Our self-care patterns often reflect personality patterns. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that in the kink world, different personality types are drawn to different types of kink play. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So when we line all these things up, that means that some of us in a kinky self-care kind of way will approach our way, our relationship with ourself as if it's a bondage and discipline relationship. We will give ourselves challenges and set rules out and really create a very firm container where we have routines that we're, we're focusing on. Some of us will have more of a dominance and submission mm-hmm. kind of relationship with our self-care where we're really in that that push-pull dynamic. Why do I have to drink water? Because I said you have to drink water kind of thing. (laughs) Some of us have more of a a caregiving and receiving relationship. Mm -hmm. And the folks with the caregiving and receiving type of self-care relationship tend to hmm, suffer in silence because they're nurturing everyone but themselves. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we have the folks that have, oh, that sadomasochistic relationship with self-care. Well, I'm going to have self-care, but it has to be this way. This is the ritual for self-care. And if we deviate from this ritual, we're not having self-care. So each of these personality types brings its strengths and its own challenges. And knowing what your primary self-care, kinky self-care style is really gives you a shortcut to being able to create a self-care plan that's going to work consistently for you and also helps to steer you away from self-care ideas that might not suit you so well. Mm -hmm. So you work with people to find out sort of what their kinky self-care style is first? Is that one of the things you do? It's actually a little bit easier than that because I made a quiz. Oh, well, there you go. See, you and I are very alike because I come up with what people's uh, relationship styles might look like, whether it's monogamy or lifestyle slash swinger or just mm-hmm. an open relationship or polyamory and there's a spectrum on there and my quiz 
Yes. Uh, helps you figure out that. Similar concept. Right? Yes. Very yes. Cool. We're so have to exchange It's quizzes. a very short little <laughs> quiz. Yes, definitely. It's a very short little quiz that will let you know your primary self-care style. Now, I don't really talk about this a whole lot in the materials I've published around the quiz, but because the results get laid out in a quadrant. Mm-hmm style that is uh, in the opposite corner to yours is the style where you're going to have the most challenges with practicing self-care through that type of expression. Interesting. Oh, it's maybe a little bit like avoidant and dismissive, Uh, dismissive, avoidant and anxious uh, attachment styles, right? Like they usually draw are drawn to each other, but they cause a lot of friction for each other. Yes. Bring out the worst in each other. (laughs) Trigger each other a lot. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So for for somebody who's got the dominance and submission, Mm -hmm. self-care style, kinky self-care style, Mm -hmm. if they were to dip into some of the things that are a little more suited for someone with the sadomasochistic self-care style, they're not going to be as happy. Mm. They're not going to be as happy. They're going to find those those activities to be challenging for them to keep up consistently okay, and so without can, effort. Can you give an example here? Because maybe we can we maybe we can tap into me as a bit of an example here. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, let's see. Using staying with the <clears throat> the dominance and submission again, mm-hmm. because. That's where I'm getting the sense that you sit <laughs> with Where'd that, that push-pull there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so which one, which one do you think I sit in? Just off of our conversation earlier today, I'm going to say you're sitting more in the dominance and submission. No, no, but like of the else. two, of the two. Oh, of, of the two. Mm-hmm. They actually exist on a spectrum. Yes, they do. They do. That's why each of these styles has got two names. Oh. Yeah. So, so there's you- a little bit of exploration that, that would, we could do to determine whether or not within your style, are you more dominant or are you more submissive? So is there more than one? Um, is there the dogs were distracting me a minute ago when you said some you you were talking about the four quadrants. Can you rename the four quadrants again? Mm-hmm. Because I would love yes. to have those in my visual perception here. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We've got bondage and discipline. And then next to them is dominance and submission. And below dominance and submission is caregiving and receiving. And next to caregiving and receiving is sadomasochism. So bondage Uh, and discipline uh is opposite caregiving and receiving. And dominance and submission is opposite sadomasochism. So did you expound very much on this? I don't think you did expound very much, right? Because I'm really curious, like, Okay, so the dom sub, so I, I'm I'm quite familiar with the kink world, and I have a lot of friends in the kink world, and I've done a lot of mm-hmm. research and listening. You know, like I, it's I'm I'm pretty familiar with it and the rules and all this kind of stuff. Um, 
But looking at this, I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if I could define each one very clearly now because they, they blur <laughs> okay, me a it, little yeah. bit. So this is interesting. This bondage yes. discipline. Um, wow. So the bondage when discipline, would that your, go your... into like like rope play and things like that? Would that be, that would be under the bondage? When we're, we're talking about specific kink play, yes. Okay. Yes. Bondage and discipline would include things like rope play or shibari. Yeah. Yes. Because it's very disciplined. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shibari. Mm-hmm. But do shibari classes. Get, cool. Shibari classes are a lot of fun. This is where the, the kinky self-care styles reflect life a little bit mm-hmm. in that when we look at specific kink play activities, mm-hmm. there are activities that cross lines. Mm-hmm. So yeah, flogging, no. we'll take flogging as an example. Yes. Flogging could be strictly sadomasochistic play. Could be. However, in reality, most people that are enjoying, that are enjoying flogging are doing so through a lens of one of the other styles. Mm-hmm. So So just because an activity is specifically associated with a particular kink doesn't mean that's the only place that it lives. It's kind of messy like humans. So these four quadrants you're saying is Mm -hmm. kind of based on your personality in ways. So you're Mm going to fall into one of these quadrants a little bit more. All right. So play with me here. Can we we use me as a, a bit of an example for people to kind of see how this process a little bit unfolds? Is that okay with you? That is okay. Okay, that perfect. is okay. So we know that you're falling into the dominance and submission quadrant. That's that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. And you're curious now about whether or not you are more on the dominant side or more on the submissive side. Well, I think I know. Self care, yes. I think I know, but I'm curious. I'm curious, like what your assessment might be. Just, just, out of, just from your little, it's, this is not to put you on the spot. It is and it isn't. There's no, there's, you know, I'm just curious because I think, I think there's, anyways, I, no, I don't want to say anything yet. I will in a minute. I will in a minute. But if you were to say, like, if I, if I'm like more on the dom or sub, like sliding scale, which side would you mm-hmm. think that I would slide closer to? It's actually going to depend on which part of your self-care we're talking about. Oh, that's a very yeah. good point. Okay, yeah. so so expound on that for everyone as well. Yeah. This is going to be a really good conversation. So when we're talking about sleep, we'll just we'll pick a self-care area as out of okay. the out of the air, just because we're going to talk about sleep. And in your relationship to sleep, are you more likely to push at well, I still have a little bit more things to do before I can go to bed. Or are you more likely to say, well, it's bedtime. And these things that are not done are not going to get done today because I have to go to bed. Oh, I'm definitely going to keep working on it and and avoiding bed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes you a little bit more dominant in that space because you're controlling what's going on with bedtime. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But 
Now we're going to change the situation and say, okay, we're, we're going out to dinner and it's been a rough week and you've got some nutritional goals that you're trying to meet, but this restaurant we're going to serves your absolute most favorite dish from childhood. Are you going to order something that helps you meet your nutritional goals? Or are you going to order that favorite dish from childhood? It, it would definitely depend on how I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. But um, the way... General that, tendency. Well, what I normally would do is that I'm not... I'm a very flexible person, so I'm not bound to... <laughs> I'm firstborn. I'm bound to rules, but I'm not. Um, so in in the way that, oh, I'm a complicated being here. So, okay. So I probably, if I was really in the mood for that childhood dish, I would have that childhood dish if I was in a good, if I felt good and I knew I wasn't going to feel crappy after, if that makes sense. But if it does, but I'm not going to just deny myself because of my nutritional goals. If I am because there's no forbidden foods to me. It's I make choices based on how it makes me feel and and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in that regard, you're more of a switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, t- you can go either way. Okay, you could go so, either way. <laughs> this is good. All right, keep going. So, no, but the, I think this is really good to to be doing this because I don't know. Even if you're familiar with kink, I don't think I've ever thought of it in terms of self-care and in terms of integrating it into my life. And I think that might be a missing piece for me in understanding the whole thing. So this is lovely. I love this. Let's let's dig just a little bit deeper. Let's dig just a little bit deeper. So now, you know, with food, you're staying in that dominance and submission space, but you're more of a switch. Mm -hmm. You, you have, you feel very confident in your ability to make a decision in the moment based on what's working for you. Mm -hmm. But with sleep, you know that you have a tendency to try and control sleep. Can can we add another food thing? Another scenario at a restaurant that might give more insight? Um, So I hate making decisions at a restaurant because I'm always Mm -hmm. afraid I'm, I'm such a foodie and I love food and I love the way it tastes. And if I choose something and it doesn't, live up to my standards because I don't know. That doesn't change you. (laughs) Well, no, no, but I I know the circumstance that you're sharing. Right. And and yeah, but it's, you're still going to be verse. I would almost rather someone else choose for me is what I'm getting at. Yes. Just, just tell me what I'm eating. You're still going to be verse on food. (laughs) Tell me what I'm eating. Cause if it's not good, then it's not my fault. Right. <laughs> Didn't choose the wrong one. But you're still gonna be verse on food. Yeah. Okay. Because you're you're still in that that space of, well, I can go either way. I, yeah, I can true. go either way. True. So you may have to exert a little bit more control over your your eating habits if meeting nutritional goals or meeting a specific weight goal is something that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You also could probably benefit from, okay, I need a set bedtime and I need a routine to help me transition away from work in order to be able to get that good quality restorative sleep at night. My boyfriend's trying to do that for me on a regular (laughs) basis. Bella, Bella, 
why aren't you in bed yet? You should be. Did you drink water? Did you? Okay. So carry on. Keep going. Yes. Yes. And but this this could be a little challenging because our sadomasochistic friends love ritual mm. and having a sumptuous, luxurious bedtime ritual is something that most of our sadomasochistic friends are easily doing. So you may find that a little bit more challenging. Oh gosh, yes. And and I but still it's, don't it's have a morning worth routine. The effort, though. See? <laughs> like I've been trying to have a morning. I don't do anything the same in the morning. I don't even brush my teeth in the same order of like, do I get mm-hmm. up and go to the bathroom first or do I get up and go to the kitchen first? Like it just depends what's happening that morning. It's ridiculous in my mind. I'm like, how can I be 47 <laughs> and not have that figured out by now? I don't understand. So anyways, carry on. Because it's not your natural bent. It's not your natural bent. And that's okay. The really cool thing that I love about these self-care styles, these kinky self-care styles, is that there is no one style that's better than any of the others. And just because one of them is more challenging for you than the others may be, doesn't mean that it's inaccessible to you. It just means that you're going to have to work a little harder at it. Hmm. Okay. So, but we kinky folks are creative. So, yeah, we'll f- we'll find a way, make a way. Okay. So you're saying then I fall in the dom subcategory, uh, with my like life choices. Is this what we're? Is this what you're talking about? Hmm. Hmm. And so these life choices then, based on these life choices, you're able to more identify where your kink style might be or are we just are these kind of two separate things are you saying they they're kind of conflated they're not entirely two separate things okay because i'm a big believer that the way we do anything is the way we do everything okay so you're applying like if we were to reverse it, if you were to look at, say, mm-hmm. like what I enjoy in the kink world, for instance, mm-hmm. would you then be able to help me determine what self-care things would be helpful for me to feel like I'm maintaining my energy well? Like yes. you, So you can reverse yes. engineer you that can reverse as well. reverse engineer it as well. Yes. Okay. So, so it's like this circular, this whole, I think I'm understanding now. Okay. So these categories are not only kink styles, they're kind of like, um, personality styles that determine Mm -hmm. kind of where you're more likely to fall. And then also how you live your life will also be seen in, in the way that you do things. And so your pleasure is what what I say often, your pleasure is directly connected to your life. And if you can figure yes. out how to marry the two, you're going to be much happier. Is that a yes. ding, ding, ding? Do we like put That's a ding, ding, together? ding. You yes. got it. Okay. Your pleasure is related to your life. And when you find a way to marry the two, mm. that's the oh, nirvana yeah. moment that, you know, everybody's been looking for. That's when you're really in truly living a life that you don't need to escape from. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So take us through, take me to, okay. So I've, we've figured out I'm sort of more in this dom sub category. Mm -hmm. So what does that Mm -hmm. look like for other things in my life? And then, and then take me into like possibly 
the kink world and my my kink life like how how might that how might you graduate that you know that thinking take me through that process if that if you awesome awesome folks with folks that that stay in that dom subspace tend to benefit from things like a written self-care plan Mm. where you have pre-decided you've pre-negotiated with yourself what your self-care looks like and that can look like scheduling play dates with yourself Mm. to make sure that you're taking the time out to recharge and recover that can look like building a before bed routine that you get alarms for to remind you oh yeah it's time to do the thing that can also look like having somebody else who helps you to be accountable to yourself for maintaining your self-care goals and meeting your own self-care needs. That's what I was going to ask next. Um, this plan. So say you're someone like me who may or may not have ADHD. No, I do. Um, <laughs> and and like plan- planning is like the bane of my existence. It is so hard for me to make a plan and but if someone is there with me, sort of taking me through the process, mm-hmm. I can I could come. But someone's got to be asking me the questions, and someone's got to be sort of nurturing the conversation. Um, and then and I come that's to realization, where the coach comes in. right? Yes, that's where okay. I come in. Okay, that's where I come in because hardly anybody can sit down in front of a blank screen or on in front of a blank piece of paper and say, "I'm going to write my self care plan." Oh, it's like overwhelming as I'll get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I start with the most foundational thing. How'd you sleep last night? I sleep really well. I'm a good sleeper. Yeah. Because if we don't sleep well, nothing else matters, does it? Mm-hmm. When you think about your day, you know, you can you can manage the day and be okay if slightly cranky if you miss a meal. You can manage the day and be okay if slightly cranky if, you know, you don't have enough water to drink. But cut your sleep in half and then try to perform at the exact same level the next day. Guess what's going to happen? What if it's like days and days and days of you never sleeping well? Like, that's not me. But... Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do with people like that? I mean, that's a whole different ball game, I'm sure. But like, it is a whole different ball game, oh. and we we go through all of the non medical things first. Mm-hmm. We rule out all of the lifestyle related things that could be causing an issue. Mm-hmm. And if sleep has not gotten better in a reasonable amount of time, then we're referring out for medical for ruling mm-hmm. out actual medical things. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know that I have done a lot of things like recently, like I've um, started falling asleep to like sleep hypnosis, uh, hypnosis, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sleep hypnosis. Um, And so I'm, I'm going through these as I fall asleep and taking my body into a very relaxed state and, and I'm able to get myself, you know, into a very relaxed state very easily through my breath and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that's the best time for me to do that because my brain is so busy but I've always been a good sleeper. So it like I, my brain can shut down. And so then when it gets really busy in the middle of the night, if I wake up, 
I I am able to kind of calm the voices mm-hmm. and go back and tune into my breathing to sleep. Um, and I and I wish like more people knew how to do that because I think it would be so helpful to yeah. a lot of people. Um, but anyways. So sleep. I, I totally get you and I feel you on that. You know, we I it feels to me sometimes as if my clients are gonna get tired of me asking them about sleep. Mm. But it is the thing that we keep coming back to and revisiting because it just impacts so much of what we do. And once we've got sleep under control, then we can start looking at things like, okay, so tell me about your nutrition. Mm. How's that going for you? Tell me about your movement. Are you moving every day? And are you moving in a way that's sustainable and helps your body to feel good? Mm. Because if the exercise doesn't feel good, it's actually doing more harm to you than it is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, diet and, and your choices are so mm-hmm. important to everything. Like it's, it's so monumental. I've cut out sugar since November and it's like night and day the difference. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about this before, like I've lost... 15 pounds without even trying just from cutting out sugar. Yes. And I, I don't have a sweet tooth. Just from cutting out sugar. I don't have a sweet tooth. Like I didn't eat sweets mm-hmm. much at all. I was not eating it. I don't drink pop. I don't eat dessert hardly ever. I eat dark chocolate if I eat anything. I don't eat candy bars. Like I'm not a snacker. Like right. I didn't, I didn't have all this stuff that I, a lot of people do. I don't eat ice cream. I don't, you know, like none of that, but just cutting out sugar from my diet in like other things. I did just like even sauces or things like that, that you don't even realize that sugar's in, um, and sugar in them, rice, white rice, and even potatoes. There's so much sugar in potatoes. Um, like just things like that. I've, I've been like, and and I don't miss it. I don't really like the taste Mm -hmm. of those things anymore. Um, but it's made a huge difference you know, when we were my day and my brain fog. And, you know, when you were mentioning that you, you like to think of self-care as energy care, mm-hmm. what you've done, the, the whole process of eliminating all the extra sugar, mm-hmm. I call that upgrading your energy. Totally. It's made because huge the, the quality of energy your body feels now is different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I've always struggled with low and, sugar and mm-hmm. I don't really struggle anymore because it's like, I just feel pretty balanced. Because it's most staying of the time. at a naturally balanced level. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that decision to cut out sugar just so you could feel better is self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not, and it it's not a shameful thing either. Like I've not, I've not shamed mm-hmm. that. Just like if I have a little bit of sugar, the whole process, and this is what my my program is built around too, is um, there's no forbidden foods. Exactly. So there's no forbidden thoughts or desires or emotions. There, you know, what it's not our fault. What we've been taught about sugar is 
wrong and and it's unhealthy and and it's basically poison but we've been taught that it's a comfort food and it helps us feel better and we deserve it and it's a special treat and all these kinds of things um that's what we've been conditioned just like we've been conditioned that monogamy is the only way and that sex is is sinful or, or that it's dirty or that it's wrong and we just have all this programming and we wonder why we struggle yes tapping into our body and our pleasure but it's not our kink is is deviant yes very the kink and bdsm are deviant when when you get into it you realize it's about intentionality and consent and boundaries Mm -hmm. and communication it is it's such a the kink world i mean and it has to be because to keep you safe, there's some there's some pretty dangerous things that are happening in the kink world sometimes, especially in the masochistic yes. uh, um, or the sadomasochistic quadrant. There, um, I am not yes. a pain girl. I do not like pain. I am a gentle girl. I like, you know, tickling or like soft things like feathers rather than whips and chains or things like that. Um, so yeah, I am not, I am not that girl, but again, that's the quadrant across, right? So that would make yes, sense. It is. Too. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so interesting. Um, but if you, if you got into some, some nurturing with some caregiving and receiving, maybe somebody's going to make you some really comforting foods and just give you some time to just watch your favorite shows and do your favorite oh, hobbies. So where like me being a little bit of a little comes in. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I have, some, I have some friends that are little. So like, like, I mean, we're talking like full on, like wearing onesie and like, you know, yes. a soother and all that. And, um, like they, and I was like, what is this? And then, um, when I started dating my boyfriend, like he's such a, mm-hmm. he is such a caregiving, caretaking person, which can really deplete his energy very, very easily because it can he will give and give and give. And, yep. you know, um, but he, he loves to take care and make sure people are okay and all that. And, I've and guess what like, his kinky self-care style is? Oh, it might be caregiving and, and receiving, but but he's also kind of, well, yeah, that makes more sense because he is he is a bit of a dom, but not in the way that some people are. So that does make sense. And mm-hmm. he's fitting the daddy dom archetype, isn't well, he? Well, isn't that funny? Because I call him daddy sometimes, right? So like that yeah. is like if... If we get into sort of that dom sub situation, it's definitely more I'm the little girl and and he is the daddy dom. And it's just me. I get to be I feel completely safe with him and I can just feel yes. like my childlike self and be nurtured and cared for and be held or whatever. But then there's also that, you know, that that dom side where, you know, he can you know, live out his fantasies in that way too. And exactly. that. so it, uh, it's not just yeah. a caretaking role. So it's, it like fluctuates, right? So it's kind of interesting. That's right. It does. But, it does. And just like all of our kinky styles fluctuate, mm-hmm. everybody's got some of each one of them. Nobody is all one style. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got some of each of them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So imagine what benefit can you give your self-care 
by leaning into that little tendency every once in a while. Well, Do definitely. you need to give yourself a day to just spend an afternoon coloring and eating snacks? I do that, right? Like my favorite downtime thing to do, not the snacks mm-hmm. so much, but the I love listening to podcasts. So any chance I get, I will listen to a podcast. And then if I even go a step further and do like a, you know, murder mystery podcast or like a crime mm-hmm. podcast, and I have a coloring app on my phone and I will spend hours just listening to podcasts yes. and coloring. I love doing that. And um, I have a friend and like- How do you feel afterwards oh it just calms me it's like i just need to do that every once in a while and i love it because it's kind of a a color by number so i don't have to think about what colors to choose it's very mindless it's very like there's that someone telling me what to do in in just the right ways but i don't have to (laughs) they're not telling me how and what order i need to color in i get to make that decision but you get to make that decision yeah it's like just so i like to be I like to, let's go back to this. I like to be dominated, but I want to have a say in how I'm dominated too. Like I'm very, I'm a very strong, independent person. And when I trust Mm -hmm. someone to be in charge, I can completely give up charge. But if I don't think that they have my best interest or that they really get it or whatever, then I, I, I can't. That's when your own dominance comes into play, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm a yeah. very dominant, like with others and in, in coaching or teaching or this or that, like I'm always sort of leading and I'm very much a leader. My yes. human design chart is I'm a leader and all these kinds of things. And so I'm very much in that role. And so, so beautiful to just be able to step back and just be little sometimes and just bring that child self out. And it's been so therapeutic to not have to be adulting all the time. Because exactly. it gives me a break. Exactly. So. And if we look at the other kinky self-care style that's adjacent to your style, which is the dominance and submission style, it gives us bondage and discipline, right? Have you ever used a weighted blanket? Yeah, I have one. That's a light form of bondage, isn't it? Yeah, it takes a little effort to well, move it, when you're Okay, so it's interesting. Blanket. So I have friends who are doms. They're a couple and they dom mm-hmm. together. And so they did like a, a, a kink, what do you call it? Like a kink sampler, for instance. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, okay, we're going to discover what your kink styles are, what you like and stuff like that. And so like, you know, I they, t- they tied me up and um, they blindfolded me. And I realized that I don't really like to be blindfolded if I don't know what's coming. It makes me mm-hmm. not be able to relax and want to know what's coming. Um, but for instance, if if Steve is there and if he was there like by my face, by my ear and touching me and I could hear him there, then I, I'm totally in trust. And it doesn't matter if I can't see because I'm connected to his energy. Also, yeah, the DS I, style is the most social. Mm, of the kinky self-care styles. So having that interpersonal connection so is a great value. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, if I'm really, really stressed, I like to be smothered. Yep. And be that's wrapped also up in like tight. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right. And so yes. um, I find that if, if 
people are doing, like I'm being flogged or even tickled or things like that, and I'm left on my own just by myself and nobody's touching Mm -hmm. me other than those things, I feel very like dysregulated. But if someone were like, if so when one of the, one of this, the team, right? So if he was sort of laying on top of me and giving my body pressure and I was like connected to him, then she could be doing anything and I, it would be pleasurable. You'd be fine. Yeah. Is it was so interesting. I still didn't like the pain. You are fully embodying your kinky self-care style. (laughs) There we go. This is so cool. Yeah. So like I said, I've, I've like experimented with a lot of kink or whatever, but I love, I love this conversation because it just kind of puts it together in sort of like a everyday life. And sort of, again, I'm all about normalizing these things. So this yes. really normalizes this conversation of like, it's not so weird. Um, the, mm-hmm. the, um, Oh, what's it? Oh, uh, flogging. So I discovered mm-hmm. that I don't like slappy flogging. I like thuddy. So I yes. like a heavier thuddy. So again, that's that more bondage. And I, I'm guessing I yes. prefer the bondage over the discipline. <laughs> is yes, that, is that because <laughs> you're you're gonna push against the discipline. <laughs> oh yes, poor. That's I feel really bad for Steve because he tries so hard to like help me be disciplined, and it's like I fight him at every turn. But he's right. <laughs> he's absolutely right. Today he was so proud. I was like, I, you know, I told you I went for a walk just before we got on the call. Yes. I went outside. It's been so pretty all week. And every day, I swear, every day he's like, Bella, you really should go outside. It's so beautiful. He's like, I'm not <laughs> telling you what to do. He always, always has to say that now because he, he knows I don't because like being he told tells what to you do. What to do? And I'm not going to do you're it. You're not going to do it. <laughs> Fuck sakes! I'm such a brat. I am a brat. Um, <laughs> I'm a brat sub. Um, so anyways, yeah. So he says, you know, you really should, it, it would be really good for you. You may want to, and he, poor guy, he has to work on his wording all the time. Cause he knows that I don't let it slide. Cause I'll, I'll say it. I'm a fucking coach. Right. So it's like, he's like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Anyways, he's like, okay, you know, you might notice my wording when I, it might be beneficial to <laughs> it you. It might be beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need to teach him that one. It might, I'll write that one down. It might be beneficial to. <laughs> okay, it might be beneficial to um, go for a walk, Kareen, because it'll get you moving. And, and he works outside, which is good, because I think he would be a mess yes. if he didn't. I think he needs that outdoors, and he recognizes how good that is. for. Anyways, I did go outside today. He actually didn't tell me to go outside today, <laughs> or suggested even. <laughs> I went outside on my own, because he's been saying it all week, and I've been thinking about it. It's beautiful. Right. I went outside and I took pictures. I was like, I think I'm going to go outside for a walk. And he's like, what? He sends like three like blowing up heads. <laughs> and he's like, wow, good for you, Bella. Good for you. And I was like, oh, hell, I'm doing the thing. He's so proud of me You're right now. You're doing the thing. And so he's thing. like, I'm so proud of my Bella right now. He goes, that's so good. It'll be so good for you. And so big smiles and yeah. everything. And I'm like. Well, why don't I do this sooner? He's like literally crazing the heck out of me for doing this. Literally, thing. the he just stopped short of calling you a good girl. I know he stopped just short of that. I'm sure and he if will he this had weekend. called you a good girl, what would have happened? Well, I smile. You'd be going for that walk every day, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> That's true. I never thought of that. He probably. Mm. 
Okay, so this is going to speak his language. That's something he's going to listen to this episode. Yes. He's going to be, he's not a podcast guy, but I'll be like, no, no, you don't understand. You'll like this one. <laughs> this one is like all for us. <laughs> yes. And you can leverage this, the kinky self care style of your partner to help you embrace your own self-care a little bit more thoroughly. So we know that he is the caregiving and receiving type. And so if he's telling you, you're a good girl, you in your DS type is going to go for those walks without being prompted, aren't you? Oh, this could be a game changer here. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Let's talk about him for a second. Can we do that? Okay. Yes, he's we can he's do that. disciplined. Also, my student I thought was coming different day. Mm-hmm. So it's next okay. week. So I'm okay oh, if you're okay. Awesome. I'm okay. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Um, so the discipline side. Okay, he's gonna he's definitely more disciplined, I think, mm-hmm. because like when he he gets it like all his clothes prepared at night before he has to go to work. Like he has it all laid out. So he gets in the morning da, da, da. and then he always says, you know, okay, go wash up in the morning when I get up. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm supposed to go and there's some sort of routine I'm supposed to do. Like at still like <laughs> this many years later, I still don't know what that is. Like, I think it's, I supposed to start with brushing my teeth and, and then maybe doing my makeup <laughs> brushing my hair. I don't know exactly. It's a mystery. <laughs> But he's got it figured out. I yeah, he's got like, it. Go to the bathroom, brush his teeth, and then he has to pop in his eyes, he always says, you know. Mm-hmm. So put mm-hmm. his contacts in. So he has a very, like, there's a there's this, he does it the same every time. Yes. And I think that it drives him nuts that I don't have, like, he doesn't know what to do with that. Um. So <laughs> he's okay. he's expressing a lot of the sadomasochistic traits as well because that's when when you have the same routine and you do it the same way all the time and you're confused that other people don't have this routine that's actually ritual not routine i don't i don't know if he's ritual though because he is he okay. is kind of very he's very like we're both fly by the seat of our pants kind of person mm-hmm. so our ritual like we're not into rituals either of us very much we just like go with the flow so i would say it depends what the rephrase the the word ritual okay when i say ritual and i I have to remind myself ritual means different things for different people when i see the word ritual i'm really talking about those things that are just so habitual you do it without even thinking about it and without even trying to do it it comes out the same way every single time. I don't think that's him because okay. he has forced himself to be disciplined because he also has ADHD. Mm-hmm. He has forced himself to be disciplined because he knows that it helps. Got it. Got it. And so, yeah. and the learned skill is different than the natural expression of that yeah. tendency. So, so he's got a really strong learned skill and that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm really proud of him for that. But like in terms of like going and working out or or things like that, like he's he's not disciplined in that area. Like it's not like it's it's not something he'll whereas my ex-husband, he he mm-hmm. will do 
the thing the same every day, the breakfast, like the time, the ritual, the bedtime. Like, I'm just like, what is happening here? It just always was a marvel to me for years, you know, 23 years. I'm going, what? How does one do like, does that not get boring? Like I want variety in my day. I'm afraid to lock myself in with some. It's it's very mysterious. Okay. Um, okay. So if I am to okay, food choices and things like that, that when you Mm -hmm. see someone that is not doing optimum self-care for themselves and you can see what they need to do such as him knowing that I need to go outside for a walk I need to have a more real ritualistic bedtime because that will make a difference for me all this kind of stuff make sure I drink my water which I'm good about that but you know he's very like make sure you do these things because it's that Mm -hmm. it's going to be good for you Okay, but when I bring up stuff that I find is important for him to do that would be super helpful because I see things that he sees that he doesn't see. He sees things that I don't see, right? So we're good for each other that way. But for his style, what would, okay, so good girl maybe would work for me. What would be something that would be a good way for me to sort of let go, but encourage like how do i encourage him to do the things that are good for him i think i figured out something it would really help me if you would oh oh daddy it would really help me if you would yes because that's going to tap into caregiving yes yeah and you're also externalizing it because caregiving and receiving types will do for others before they'll do for themselves. Yeah. But when somebody else says, it would help me if you would, that taps and hits all those buttons. Yeah, because he always wants you know, to know how to help me to daddy more. at the beginning. Oh. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about this this weekend. This will be fun. This will be fun because (laughs) I think he'd be right on board with that just because it is, it's not a crazy dynamic for us, but it is an easy one for us. um, And neither of us feels like I chose to be submissive for years and years Mm -hmm. and years in my marriage. Okay. But that's not my natural bent. Right. I chose to give Uh, up myself. So, I totally understand. People misunderstand my collar and, and interpret it to mean that I am a submissive individual by nature. And no. that is not the case. I am dominant as all get out. And I have found a few select humans that I choose to gift yeah. with my submission. And I love to be have taken to have care of, right? Right. That's so yeah. true. And I love to be taken care of. And so um, this is nothing negative about my ex, but my ex is not a caretaker. Like that's not his thing at all. And so that was yeah. another one of the things like he's not a connector and he's not a caretaker. Those are two very, very mm-hmm. important things to me. So I can completely willingly, and it fills me up, give up and submit to my boyfriend because He's mm-hmm. very much taking care of me, like the aftercare and the, you know, he's always nurturing and making sure that I'm okay, that I've 
drink or that I got to where I needed to be or that I have, you know, like windshield washer fluid in my car or whatever. Like, exactly. You know, like I all of those things. Yeah. So yeah. I respond really well to that because I'm giving up control of things that are not things I love to manage, but I'm being taken mm -hmm. care of. And so it allows mm -hmm. me to just relax and let someone take care of me. So there's a real give and take here. And so, and then he also can fall into that being taken care of because I will take care of him too yes. and just bring him into my arms and like hold his face. And if he has a headache, you know, like I'm just, and yes. so it's a very, our energy is so fluid and, and it works so well together, but this makes sense because this dynamic is like, our personalities not only work with this, but our sexual desires kind of fall into here. And it just, yeah, it's really interesting because and it isn't just sexual, right? Here fall into this as well. Yeah. Yes. Wow. This is so eye-opening. I love this. This is amazing work. I. Thank you. I just, yeah. How beautiful. And I'm so not happy. bad for a former software engineer who has sex as a hobby. No, <laughs> not bad at all. No, this is so this is so great. I think this could be like just life changing for so many people because kink is seen as such a negative thing sometimes. I mean, there's nothing to pathologize mm -hmm. here at all, right? Like, like nothing at all. I I like that transfer of. And and thank you for being willing to sort of take me through because I think that was probably helpful for people to see how that unfolds. And I'm super, yes. I'm an open book, yes. and and I have permission from my boyfriend to talk about these things. Like I, I'm not, I'm not. I appreciate um, that confirmation because I was going to ask. Yes, yes. So I have con <laughs> his consent. I have his consent to use his name, and I have his consent to to talk about these things. Um, whereas I I never had, I don't have consent you know, to talk about my ex. So, right. so I try to very much respect people's privacy and, and where they lie. And, and in the kink world, consent is super important. So yes, I do have yes, consent. Absolutely. And I, and I'm glad that this did come up because I think it's important for me to, to express that I, I have had his express consent for these kinds of conversations. Um, because to him, it's important that that's a way that he can support me. It's a way that like, oh, even if he can't listen to my podcast all the time, cause he's not a podcast mm -hmm. person, it drains his energy to listen to podcasts, which is so interesting. He needs music. I get drained from just listening to music. So interesting. I've got to be learning. <laughs> so, but that's our different styles and he's honest about it. And he's like, wants to support yes. it. So his way of like, well, if, if I can be, if our story, if our interactions can be of service and help educate other people, then, then let's oh. do this as a team. And I think that's so beautiful because that his vulnerable, yeah, he's willing to be vulnerable for the sake mm -hmm. of my business and, and helping other people. And that's his way of being able to nurture and care. And, and I think that's beautiful. So it's surely not a surprise, is it? No, it's <laughs> lovely. I really, I really like this. I've got this little, I've got the square written down and okay. So uh, before we, we finish here, cause we're, we're going long here, but um, it's, I, I don't think anybody's going to mind cause it's really been such a fascinating conversation. I mean, maybe it's just so fascinating to me cause it's on the subject here, but 
<laughs> I mean, if you can apply it. Having to an example to explain this otherwise lofty concept really, really helps. Good. It well, I'm really, glad. really helps. I, like sometimes it's like I don't want people to like give all their secrets away on my podcast. And so I just really wanted to check if that was okay with you, if you minded me using me as an example. So thank you for being willing because this is your work too. So um, if someone, oh, leave us, is there is there something you would like to leave us with um, before we go? Actually, let's flip that around. If someone wants to work <laughs> with you, I think I want to start th- with this. If someone wants to work with you, if someone wants to learn more about what you're talking about, do you have any links or anything? I'll put them in the show notes. Send me those links, but tell us where we can find you and that quiz. Absolutely. I am online at mindfulpassions.co. And the quiz is at mindfulpassions.co forward slash quiz. Okay. It's seven questions. Takes people maybe two minutes to complete. Well, yours is a lot shorter than mine. At the end, it's a lot longer than seven questions. (laughs) Well, to to not give away too much, before I got into software engineering, I studied psychology. So, (laughs) well, that's good. good. So, not not to give away too much. Um, (laughs) And beyond that, you know, I, I. I'm trying to be more visible on social media. It's not always a guarantee because my self-care is super, super important to me. And I am a human who lives with chronic pain. Mm. So there are days when the internet's just not happening. Mm -hmm. It's just not happening. But on the website, you've got all the ways to contact me. And I always respond when people send me emails with questions. Awesome. You can also book a call. Yes. Awesome. Yes, because I am taking one-on-one clients. That is a thing. Yep, of course. Um, Okay, well, thank you so much for for everything. Chris, is there anything, any last words of wisdom you would like to leave us with? Mm. Everything in nature must rest, including Mm. you. Mm Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that's what everything I have ever done comes down to being able to create space for rest and recovery. And I think a lot less of us would be struggling with chronic conditions too if we would have learned that early on, eh? And absolutely. It, it's so true. Like we are such in a hustle, 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 push, 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 um, world, you know, in business as entrepreneurs, as, um, as women, you know, we're told, I love this post I did the other day. And this lady had just read this thing. And basically the short of it, as women, we were told that we could do anything. And I misheard it as we should do everything. Mm -hmm. And that is the crux Mm -hmm. of what she said. And it was so potent because there's so many women out there trying to be super women. And we were never told to do everything. We were just told that we have the potential to do anything that we want, but that will not happen if we don't have self-care, if we don't know how to manage our energy, if we never give our energy to ourselves, you know, 
that phone gonna die. <laughs> For real, if a computer yeah. can require maintenance cycles in order to keep performing at its optimum, what makes us think that our biological machines are any different? Mm-hmm. We all need the capacity for rest and self-care gives us that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cause this is so right along with breaking free authentically, right? Like we cannot be our authentic selves if we don't learn to rest, if we don't learn to nurture ourselves, if we don't learn what quadrant we kind of run in, like, self-discovery and and discovery of who we are and how it affects our pleasure centers how it affects our ability to enjoy pleasure and enjoy life it's all connected and i love how you it is all connected shown how this bdsm can all be connected with our self-care i love this it's so it's so awesome so um thank you Thank, Thank you so you. much. I really have appreciated this. And uh, it's just been a beautiful conversation. And you were just it such has a. It's been. It's been a joy. Well, I have to say, like, your energy is so beautiful. It's so calm and loving. And you just really are. I can feel that you breathe love into people and you really care about your clients and you care about people. And you just have such a. Uh, an honest, authentic way of approaching people and everything. So I just want to thank Aww. you for that energy because it is really beautiful thank and it comes you. through. And and thank I really I think feel that's it. Why my my classes on humiliation and degradation are so popular? No, but it's true, right? <laughs> just like like yes. being like people can talk to me about being an absolute freak in bed. Because I'm not that pert. Like, I don't look like that. I'm not threatening. I'm the girl next door. Like, if you look at me, it's like, Mm -hmm. um, no, there's no way she'd be into like threesomes and this and that and and all the stuff we (laughs) talked about on the podcast that's coming out next week. Right? Yes. Um, Yeah. Or or would I, yeah, would I, I, no, it's a different podcast I was on altogether i told all my secrets um when that comes out i will let everyone know all right to you yeah i don't know maybe i should have people pay can't wait (laughs) now's the time to start an only fans i guess i don't know (laughs) anyway but what i'm getting at is that when you can be authentic and and just be someone that people can relate to at a level where we normalize something that's so taboo and just Mm -hmm. meet someone where they're at, then it's not scary anymore. It's not off limits. And Mm -mm. so people can talk to me about anything sex related. Like there is so easy to talk about. It's like talking about groceries to me, you know, like it's, there's no discomfort in my body talking about Mm -mm. things having to do with sex. Just really not. And yeah, or BDSM or any of it. Like, it just really doesn't phase me. It's just mm-hmm. a normal, non-judged part of life for me. So I exactly. want more people to feel that freedom because I sure wasn't always like this. So do I. <laughs> it was not always like this. No. And I want everyone to feel free. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm so glad you reached yeah. out when I put out that call. So am I. Yes. And I mean, how amazing that so many people responded. Like we need to all like band together, all of us. I, I still have like all the names of the people that responded. Like we're all sex positive. Like, hello, we need to like band together and and uh, start our own group, I think. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And and actually, lots of you, all of us, would be great folks to present. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Okay. I tr- I was going to have an, a, a sex and wellness expo mm-hmm. last year, and I didn't quite have the energy to pull it all together. Mm. So I am hoping that the Swell Expo will happen this year. Nice. Yeah. Was it like an actual and, uh, one or, or virtual? Virtual. Ooh. Virtual. All right. Well, keep me in Which the loop means, on that one. Yeah, I'm going to keep you on the loop on that one. Awesome. Yeah, there's yeah. some. I've had some amazing guests. Like, there's so many cool people in that group. And uh, so awesome. much. So many juicy podcasts. It's so exciting. So exciting. Yay. So, all right. Well, I love you, girl. And honestly, oh, let's keep in touch because I think definitely. you're amazing. And uh, I love your energy beautiful. Thank and- you, Corinne. I am, I'm in love with you as well. Aww. This has been amazing and experience and amazing experience. I'm running out of words. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's rare. It's a rare occasion, but it does happen, right? It uh, does happen. It does, it does happen. happen to me too. I know everybody has trouble believing that, but sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well, my boyfriend says there's a fix for that. He always says that. He goes, yeah, uh, my husband says the same thing. <laughs> You're talking too I, much. I bet they're I, thinking I about exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know exactly mm-hmm. how to shut you up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, oh, we'll, yeah. leave you, we'll leave you all with that. If you don't know what we're talking about, I mean, you can de- DM us. We'll <laughs> fill you in. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, when it comes to sex oh. positivity, authenticity is the key. Always, always. Have a great week and I love you all. Thanks, Caress, for coming. Thanks, Kareem, for having me. Okay, so wasn't that incredible? It was just so unique and so different. And I love getting that perspective of your BDSM self care style. Like that was just so eye opening to me and I loved it. So what quadrant do you find yourself in? Are you the bondage discipline quadrant? Are you in the dom-sub quadrant? The caregiving and receiving quadrant? Or the sadomasochism quadrant? I'm curious. Let me know what quadrant you're in. Let us know in the Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, please come and join the Facebook group. The show notes have all the links to how you can join that, how you can be a part of the Empowered Lifestyle Newcomers VIP experience that is coming back to the X Club on April 21st. Yes, April 21st. So please go book your tickets. The links again will be in the show notes and in my bio on Instagram and all the places. You can DM me if you want the link directly. Please reach out. I don't mind sending that to you. But time is limited. Sign up for that. Also, please go take that quiz. 
Again, the links are in the show notes and in my bio. But you don't want to miss that quiz. And now there is a new workshop that is here for you to take a deeper dive into what your results were of that quiz. And I know that you will get so much out of that. So go take a look at all the things. I'm excited. If you have any questions, reach out to me. But uh, I hope that you have an amazing day. I love you all so much. And again, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Let's not forget that. Let's go and take care of ourselves and not have any shame in the way that we need to preserve our energy and take care of ourselves. Have a great week. Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free from Monogamy 8-week program. In this 8-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. Why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo. And how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I've always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. Well, many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? This program is for you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. 
I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.